The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. This episode is about winter solstice, yes, but it also includes a bonus, very fun and funny game called Scary Not Scary. Welcome to the podcast where it's all about living your love story and making your life a story where love wins. My name is Sienna. And my name is Toast. We're married and we've been partners in life, love, and music since 2001, over 20 years. On this show, we share our life as an Asian-American lesbian couple. Some of our favorite topics are positive spirituality, holistic health, sometimes cats, lesbian alert, and other things we hope are entertaining, uplifting, and helpful for living your love story. So here we go. Welcome to our home studio in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to our cozy little corner, our LGBTQI. A plus, I think you got it all, corner. That's what the plus is for, right? She's like, in case. Yeah. Okay, so I was just telling Toast that we are dyeing her hair today. (laughs) We'll see. We got to record this episode first. Yeah, we will. All right, so let me just say, the winter solstice is coming up. It's actually, if you do listen to this when this episode comes out, we purposefully decided to release this episode at least a week before winter solstice, just in case you are a regular listener and do want to take advantage of the winter solstice, if which you want to play along, is December 21st. So, but before we get into that, you know, just in preparing, like, should we do this? Should we do this episode? Should we not do this episode? I mean, one of the things that I've struggled with is just how much woo-woo of myself do I show to people? <laughs> you know, because people, if you if you if you've seen my um, private Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, meaning you've friended me and then I've (laughs) allowed you in the door, Um, you'll see, you know, lots of crystals and things like that. But Mm -hmm. I really don't post as much as I often would like to because of the woo-ness and how people can um, really judge that or misinterpret it. Yes. And so I've been really careful, but I got to say, like, I'm tired of that because I got to be me, everyone. Yeah. yeah. And I got to just live my life, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so in doing this episode, we were like, let's just, let's just do it. So we're doing it. We are doing it. Isn't it funny how it's very similar to like being gay? Because ba- especially more back in the day, mm-hmm. talking like 
what, 80s, 90s. Okay. Into the 2000s. There's this connotation. There's this stereotype of like, well, all the gay people are a certain way. And there's, Mm. you know what I mean? There's all this misunderstanding Mm -hmm. of what that, what it means. All the added baggage that gets put onto, onto you. Yeah. As a gay person. Well, it's kind of like the same thing with the boost. I have contributed to that. I will say (laughs) the gay thing. Yeah. I mean, and how I, well, because I'm just talking about, I'm talking about like the promiscuity and the flamboyance and the drugs and the, you know, exhibitionist behavior and the, no, I'm talking about wholesome flannel plaid shirts and having cats and a truck and, playing acoustic I guitar I see. in the lesbian side okay, of things okay. and um, needing to ban Birkenstocks and all that kind of stuff, okay, you know? Okay. So <laughs> anyways, anyways, so we're coming out of the woo closet and okay. um, obviously we won't have time to fully come out on this episode, but we're going to talk about the winter solstice and one of the things that... Uh, I think was really interesting when Tosin and I first met and maybe not when we first met, but when we first, when we became quote unquote roommates, <laughs> because we were, we were legit roommates. Um, and then we, that's how you get to really know someone. You're like, oh, oh, okay. So you do that <laughs> in okay. the morning or whatever right, it is. Right. And I think that's probably when... I realized how non-woo you were. Okay. But that there was a woo that wanted to come out. <laughs> you know what I mean? And just just for anyone who I think you might have to explain who, that. Just no, for, I don't I don't think I do know what you mean. Just for people who haven't followed the podcast. So I was raised like an intense Catholic. I'm I don't consider myself like Catholic the, anymore, like but the I private raised, Catholic school and everything. Yes, the the whole deal and Toast was raised as a evangelical Christ- Christian. Yeah, so that's the that's Sunday the school one. That's like like the, the summer camps, heavy duty Christian people. You know, I got out. Just <laughs> I'm so glad and almost proud of myself. You got out for like getting out. Yeah, when you and did. I got out when in you like did. the '90s. Yeah. I was like, I saw what was going on. Like, mm, no, yeah, and you did no, it on your own. No. That is that. That's anyway. a whole other episode, and we really episodes. That's a whole other really series. Should, yeah, <laughs> that's a whole really, other industry. Anyway, we really okay. should talk about that because I think it's really important for people who are still stuck there. Well, you know what's interesting is I've seen this. This episode is like going off the topic. I know. Well, but yeah. It's, it. So it's been really fascinating for me to see in the past years, especially since you know forty-five. The former guy. Um, don't want to say the name. Yeah, all, right, all right. Ever since that phenomenon started, started um, to to see the mainstream, um, more in the mainstream, people talking about Christian nationalism and ex-evangelicalism and mm. deconstructing their faith mm-hmm. and all that mm-hmm. kind of th- stuff. And I was like, huh? No, it has a name. Anyway. Yeah, you are a trailblazer. 
So, okay, so let's go ahead and talk about the winter solstice. Okay, so winter solstice. It usually is on December 31st, isn't it? Around there. Winter solstice? No, the 21st. Or, oh, what did I say? 31st? 31st. Oh, Jesus. Okay, let's start this again. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Winter solstice. Oh, Sorry. It's usually on December 21st, right? Yes. Around there, 21st, 22nd, mm-hmm. depending. I don't know. You got to ask like the astronomers and stuff. This is all for people in the Northern Hemisphere. In the Southern Hemisphere, it's the opposite, mm-hmm. right? Australia has their Christmas during the summertime. Um, okay. How is that? So, you know? Isn't that like, so neat? How, but, how is that? Well, it's kind of like how it was for us in growing up in Hawaii. Yeah, I guess so. Right? I guess so, yeah. yeah. It's just like, yeah. It's another sunny day, 80 degrees, and it's Christmas. Um, Okay, getting back to winter solstice. We're just all over the place. So I was fascinated to look up. I always wonder about the origin of words. So solstice is originally from the Latin of sol, meaning sun, as you might have imagined, and then... Another verb, sisteri, or something like that, anyways, it means to stopped or stationary. So it's when the mm. sun uh, stands still. Mm. And I love the feeling and the energy of that. I love how it evokes the feeling of time as being more like a pendulum that mm. swings. So the pendulum swings to one end and it pauses. And it stops just for a moment before swinging back to the other end. Solstice. Time as cyclical, not linear, because we are in the seasons, the cycle of the seasons. So winter solstice is when the sun stops and pauses for a moment. And there's this energy of drawing back, of pausing, before launching forward into spring that reminds me of the energy of like a tide right you know drawing back yeah but preparing to launch forward yeah and the pause and the pause that we take even when our breathing is steady Mm -hmm. you know there's a pause right before yeah your breaths and stuff yeah i love that and so it's really winter solstice is such a powerful time really if you if you want to access that mm-hmm. you know the power of nature and all the elements supporting us in this next phase and this readying for um this launch into spring i mean it, it's quite a runway but you know this yeah. like preparation for yeah. the next season that's why i always find it it's it's a little disorienting somehow to think of like oh you know on how we conceptualize the the calendar year mm-hmm. of solstice marking the beginning of winter yes you know that mm-hmm. always feels a little like off to me <laughs> yeah because it feels like we were already starting it for right. one right with yeah. the, with fall yeah and that dark and maybe for us being hawaii people that probably that has there something. is that element to yes. it, right? Because it you can feel it. You definitely feel it. Yeah. 
um, once fall starts to come, come around. But, you know, winter solstice is, don't forget winter, the, the season itself, winter is a time of rest, really. It's a season of rest. And so even though in our culture, it's, it feels like the busiest time, Mm. right? Because you're like getting the presents or whatever, everything having to do with the holidays, Mm. it's become so commercialized and crazy that that's where we have this busyness and, and, and that whole disease of trying to please and make everything perfect and all that stuff. But I think COVID, you know, we got to, COVID is still a reality and we got to still talk about it every once in a while. It's like that in ways was this other kind of pause for all of us Mm -hmm. to help us reset. You know, I think there were many people as sad as some were to not be able to have the, the traditions with family members. Um, I bet some were relieved. Yeah. I can sure. actually rest. That's real talk. You yeah. know, I don't mm-hmm. need to host for 30 people coming over mm-hmm. um, and all that kind of stuff. But anyways, going back to the period of winter. So winter is a time normally of rest where we do go inward. And on solstice, the darkest day, oh, I mean, you just think about it. It is such a beautiful time to really go inward, especially on this day to honor that darkness in ourselves, the light in ourselves, Mm -hmm. all those parts of us. You can think of it in terms of um, maybe what you appreciated internally for yourself that you've gone through for the full year up until the solstice. Mm -hmm. You know, like Toast was talking about how our calendar year is. It's, you don't have to look at it as the calendar year. But sometimes for, I think we're just so used to January through the end of December, right? Right. So it's very natural on solstice when you're reflecting to look at the year, the, mm-hmm. year, the year that you've had so far yeah. and to find those pieces, what worked, what didn't work, what are you proud of, what are you processing, you know, what things are you still dreaming of, all the different things that, um, you know, you've experienced in the year especially focusing on the things that you are ready to let go of and release Mm. in order to create space for that runway of becoming as we move into the next season of spring. Mm -hmm. I just really like the, the energy of solstice being that time for reflection and just Mm -hmm. sitting, just sitting in the energy of thoughtfulness, even of emptiness in a way. Yeah. You know, and the juxtaposition, like you mentioned, of darkness and light, because there is, it is that time, that in-between time, kind of like the Halloween thing where the veil is thin. Yes. You know, where, yes, it's the longest um, or the shortest day of the year. So the darkest day. But inherent in that is the knowledge that from now on, it's going to start to become light, lighter, right? From now on, the days will start to grow longer. So uh, just that liminal, that in-between space of, mm. of knowing mm-hmm. things are always dynamic, in motion, and we are just part of this immense universe, immense uh, earth, and uh, just kind of being carried along by, mm-hmm. by those natural, by these natural cycles and currents and that we have come out of them. Yeah. I just appreciate that. There, there's that sense of, sacredness that doesn't belong to any one 
religious mm-hmm. system, right? It's just absolutely. part of the natural world. And I think that's what absolutely. I really like about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's where the woo comes in. That's where the woo comes in. And, you know, I mean, people like, okay, so for instance, when Toast is talking about a time of reflection, so when I think of what I do on the solstice, um, and it's not just on the solstice, but when I think about it, what does my ritual look like? You know, it's like a nice cozy drink and it's um, normally for me, it's in the dark of the morning mm-hmm. on solstice where it's just, it's just quiet and nothing's, no one's going to bother you. And I have a journal <laughs> and I'm thinking and the candle is lit and all of that stuff. And when you think about that, that feels so peaceful and it feels so sacred and quiet and dark and uh, just all the those wonderful things, you know, I mean, to me, those things are wonderful. Yes. But it's like when, when we were preparing for this podcast and thinking about some suggestions, because Toast and I have been on this journey for a long time now, I would say for over, well, together, journeying together, we've journeyed together for over 21 years now, believe it or not. And so our, what we do for solstice has looked different mm-hmm. and we have definitely <laughs> relaxed, um, relaxed quite a bit, but there have been times where our whole solstice ritual was a full seven days, three days before the solstice, then the solstice, and then three days after, but we're, we've totally relaxed. So when we're thinking <laughs> of, you know, just some nice suggestions, easy suggestions, because what no one needs right now is pressure is another list and pressure of how to do something. You, you do it however you want to do it. Or don't do it. (laughs) Or don't do it. Yeah. (laughs) But in putting this together, one of the things I thought of is, well, let's, let's suggest for people who maybe have never done this to create an altar space. And then all the voices came into my head of people, people (gasps) being afraid of an altar and like all the things and they're going to be scared of it. And are you going to put a crystal, crystal stuff. on it? And yeah. It's like crystals. And, and what candles is crystals? and all the things. And then it made me think of like, is this scary? Is it not to scary? To some people, it's scary. Scary, not to, scary. Right? To, to some. Yeah. Well, I thought it was really interesting. You shared with me kind of recently uh-huh. how, oh, because of some, you know, people's posts on social media and you were yeah. able to, you were finally kind of able to really get and understand how some people would be scared. Would be scared yes. of like the idea of yes. crystals. Right. And and or, for me, it's the most it's the most natural thing. I mean it's not natural, scary to you. Well, it but was you could natural, understand how it could be scary to people. Yes. It was natural to me. There were a lot of things that really came naturally naturally to me. And, you know, I've had some really um I've had a nice nice handful of mystical experiences. We did a podcast on one about miracles, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but, um, all these things have been anchors for me that, that really, um, were the touchstones of my own, what became my own spirituality. And I'm so grateful for all of that because what it helped me do is it validated the parts of me that really did not feel like a Catholic and really did not feel like why are we doing this? And this doesn't feel right. And yet at the same time, there were certain things in Catholicism that 
were beautiful that I felt like, Ooh, I love this. I'm going to keep this with me. You know, um, even, even to this day, if I step into a church, there's a reverence that overcomes me that I'm grateful for that I have. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, and it, it doesn't, it rarely matters what church it is. Honestly, it doesn't have to be so beautiful. It's just, it is a sacred place to me. I mean, I, 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 and I don't go to church, but there's just certain things that I kept and certain things that didn't make sense to me that I just threw out. Mm. And, um, (laughs) but I definitely got the message growing up that things like crystals and things that were not approved of in the Catholic ways was evil, scary, don't do it. And crystals was one of them. Crystals Crystals was was one of them. Yet, I never, I didn't listen, and I just did my own thing. Um, So so I didn't fully understand. Like, I was like, what? What are you talking about? This feels uh, the most. I always went with the feeling, and it felt safe and good to me, and mystical and wonderful. Um, Wonderful meaning, like, full of wonder. Like, wow, look at this amazing thing. Mm. Um, So I've always listened to that. So when, when I used to think like, how, like how could people be afraid of a crystal or having an altar or candles on a table, that's, that's candles on a table, you know, that's part of an altar. I never fully understood it until recently, like seriously, just recently (laughs) where I was put, I, it was a situation where I was, I was seeing through the eyes of a person who questioned it. Mm. question those those um rituals Mm. and i thought to myself oh okay yeah i can see how that could be scary for someone not raised you know i mean i wasn't raising it but i just followed it you know yeah like yeah there was an ease to it because i was so young i wasn't flooded yet with everyone else's beliefs you know i was still i felt i still felt pure where i was like no this this is right, you know, and, and so I followed that. It felt that. safe. It felt safe for you, and that safety was established yes. before other voices could get in to scare you yes. about it. Yes, but then they scared me, and I did feel scared. And then as I got older, um, as I got older, I mean, I really felt like I had to hide it because I felt like... Because they would judge uh-oh. and disapprove right, and right. be worried for you. Right. And, yeah. But anyway, so so all of that got me thinking, like... How do we make this, you know, not scary for people, you know? And, and so, you know, so I mean, we're going to play a game. But don't you think, but okay, if some people, like, if they're going to, if, they, if they're scared and they want to be scared, then they're going to be, be scared. Then just be scared. And, and it's okay. Go be scared. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. okay. We're not trying to not We're not trying to convert you, anybody. No, because there's nothing to convert to, right? It's just, you have to listen <laughs> to yourself. Right. And if in your highest best self in in yourself you feel like candles are scary then listen to that Mm. you have to listen to that you know it's like but just coming from uh, from where toast and i are are coming from in how we're suggesting hey maybe for solstice create an an altar create an altar space for us that's not scary so let's play scary Scary, not not scary. scary Scary, not scary. Okay, so we're going to go down a list, and we're going to say if it's scary or not scary. Here we go. Here we go. Scary, not scary. 
Crystals. Not scary. Not scary. Pentagram. Scary. scary. <laughs> what about oracle cards or like tarot cards or not you know, scary? Ouija boards. Scary. Scary. Pendulums. Not scary. Incense. Not scary. Goats. Never scary because we're not sacrificing them and their pets and beloveds. Candles. Not scary. Sage. Not scary. Sacred, in fact. Sacred, yes. It can smell like pot sometimes. Don't love that. But it's not scary. Not scary. Salt. (laughs) Not scary. It makes food taste good. (laughs) Crucifix. Not scary. Especially if it's right side up. (laughs) (laughs) But do you see like the scary movies? And there's, you know, there there are some truths to these things in scary in some scary movies. Yes, we have respect. Some of it's real. It's not. Yeah, we're we're not. not, We're not like dissing the devil here. We're not minimizing. And, and calling all these things just mere superstition. No, no. Okay. But there right, is next, a way. The game's not over. Oh. Should we do more? Oh, yeah. It's not I have over. a few more. Sorry. Yeah, go okay. ahead. Having go ahead. an altar. Not scary. Hair and fingernails. Scary. <laughs> That's scary. Okay. Anything with hair. When the hair like, and the fingernails are not attached to you. <laughs> it's scary. And it's not attached to a larger body. It's scary. It's All scary. of a sudden, okay. it becomes scary. So here's the thing. So I love... Here's an aside. I love, adore antiques, adore, like adore. I love the story, everything, except what they called mourning jewelry, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, mourning jewelry, which was often made with the hair of the deceased person, braided, and put into a ring, a locket. And sometimes they even created this whole picture with braided, tons of braided, intricate hair in floral wreath designs, real hair of the deceased. That's scary. Scary. What about a photo of someone you don't know in a silk robe? Not scary. (laughs) Okay. Not scary. Okay. Well, thank you for playing. Scary, not scary. (laughs) So anyways... All right, so one of the things you can do on the winter solstice or before the winter solstice to prepare you for it is to create an altar. And it can be as simple as just choosing a space and clearing it off, maybe putting a beautiful cloth that you love, having a candle there, especially if you don't have cats, because sometimes cats can go up there and burn themselves. We've actually (laughs) had our cat's tail swooped by a candle. I'm not kidding you. Um, he, He was okay, though. But... So you have to be careful with candles, and if you do have pets around, you can put them in those giant hurricane um, sconce-type candle holders where they cannot get to it. You can also use um, solar candles or um, battery-operated candles. Oh, like fake candles. Yeah, fake candles. Um, So you want an element of light or fire on your altar. You might also choose to have an element of earth, which could be sage. It could be even um, just beautiful dirt from outside in a beautiful bowl put on your altar. Um, Water, you could put a bowl of water on your altar. So having all the elements, fire, earth, water, and of course air is always there. Thank you, air. 
Um, and then you can put just beautiful things you love that really make you feel holy, sacred. It could be photos of someone in a silk rope, like someone you, <laughs> you know, like someone you admire. It could be a not Hugh Hefner, a teacher, a teacher. We sound so like horrible, but you know, anyways, you gotta have humor. Like, you know, maybe a monk that you just admire in their silk robe. It could be a, um, it could be Ganesha. It could be whatever, you know, whatever is maybe even part of your own ancestry Mm -hmm. photos. It could be items like I really resonate with crystals. Some things, Toast loves to put things like a branch she finds outside. I'll see branches with moss that she found outside and they're all in her office. So things that make you feel holy and grounded and sacred. There's nothing you, you shouldn't put on your altar. It's kind of, I'm, I'm trying to think of a way to explain it and relate it to more mainstream, conventionally accepted things. Mm-hmm. Like people, you know, they, they, back in the day, they might have like a photo of their spouse or their family on their work desk. Or just yes. the idea of a wedding ring, you know, or a picture of their kid in their wallet. Mm-hmm. You know, those are just mini altars when physical, you think about it. Yeah, those are just yeah. physical objects that kind of remind you of your relationship to other people. Yes. And those yes. things are sacred. And I think this whole concept of an altar is very, it's similar. It's just your relationship to other entities. Mm-hmm. The, the larger not universe. scary entities <laughs> right. right not larger, scary yeah the entities. larger universe and larger community that you're mm-hmm. a part of not yeah. limited to human beings yeah you know because we are all part of that larger living yeah entity and it's kind Earth. of and what and what you can really relate it to around now is a lot of people they will hang a ribbon across I don't know their fireplace or something and they will pin up all the Christmas cards that they receive from people. Mm -hmm. That in and of itself is like an honoring and an altar space too. So you can even think of it like that. So meaning you probably already have altars. Yes. You know, um, you just don't call it an altar. Mm -hmm. So anyways, those would be just a few suggestions to really immerse yourself in this winter solstice uh, period. And um, we really encourage you to embrace it and help whatever feels right to you to take that pause, whatever that's going to look like for you to take that pause and use this darkness as this time of great reflection. And Bear agrees. He just jumped up here. Bear is our cat. And he's, yeah, he approves. He's here. He's, he's purring. purring very loudly and he's ready. <laughs> he's ready for his, his, his own rituals. <laughs> um, so, you know, something that's really important to mention is that we have... All of us, or most of us, have experienced certain elements of um, honoring and even some of the things we've mentioned, you know, that, that might be on your altar space, have been taken from other cultures and other people that don't necessarily belong to us. And what's really important to um, remember is when using these things, when we borrow these powerful sacred elements, um, for example, sage, Mm -hmm. you really want to treat it and use it with the highest, highest respect. And even better, 
as we continue on our spiritual path to find things that are directly from our own lineage. Mm -hmm. That's even, that can even be so much even more powerful because ourselves remember, you know? So like for instance, um, I know in my heritage, the, from my um, Filipino ancestors, I know there's healing um, rituals and things that if I tap into, mm -hmm. it's even more powerful because my cells remember. Mm. And for you, Toast, like your Japanese ancestry, mm -hmm. you know, there's things there. And so even though sometimes we borrow from other cultures, um, we need to be very respectful yes. in borrowing and um, also to make sure to tap into our own. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm so glad you brought that up because that gives us a chance to step back and realize and be so grateful for the fact that we happen to be in a generation now. Um, and this has been true for, for, of course, more than just now, but now yeah. more than ever, we are in a time where uh, the different, all of our different cultures as humanity, you know, like we have we are relearning a respect yes. for all the different cultures and mm -hmm. nations mm -hmm. and traditions. Um, hopefully more of us are starting to see each other mm -hmm. from a place of respect instead of a place of conquest or exploitation. Right, right, right. Um, right. And yes. more of us are wanting to, to heal the relationships between all of us and really wanting to create, uh, yeah, beneficial relationships. So the fact that we, the fact that we can recognize where different traditions and symbols and tools come from and be able to use them with a sense of respect. Mm -hmm. I think that in itself is powerful yeah. in, in, uh, yeah. And trying to heal these yeah these bonds, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. from, yeah, the past hundreds, even thousands of years. Yeah. yeah. And if you go back and you keep going back and you keep going back, like, I just feel like nothing belongs to anyone. Exactly. You know, right. I mean, that, no, that's, I agree. I don't want people to be upset by that statement, but just, mm -hmm. you know, we're all, anyways, yeah, that's all I'll say. There's so much I'm gonna to zip be it said because but, we've gone yeah. over time. And um, anyway, so I hope, oops, I hope if you were a little scared upon um, listening to this podcast that you're a little less scared <laughs> and <laughs> more inspired to make winter solstice your own mm -hmm. and to do some deep reflection and take the time for yourself. Yeah. I want to. Okay, I think what you're talking about, because this... Where am I talking? I'm not talking about Well, what you were just talking anymore. about now and about traditions and where things come from, I think the main point is, even though we've joked about it and stuff like that, you know, I think the main point is that all of these tools and the rituals and all that kind of stuff, really, it all comes down to the intention. Yes. What's the intention? Yeah. And I think the highest, best intention is, is love mm -hmm. and cultivating kindness mm -hmm. and cultivating hope. Yeah. And it's, right? That's beautiful. It's that's love. And yes. 
And where the wisdom is needed is to know whether the intention is being manifested or not. Mm. Because we, we human beings come up with all of these systems that we, at the outset, you would like to think the intention is cultivating love and hope and kindness. And so we develop all these rules that we think, you know, will, will produce that. But sometimes people, we get carried away with following the rules mm-hmm. and forget to monitor, well, it is the original intention having the intended effect? You know, is it being manifested uh, or not? Yep. Intention, right? yeah. Yeah. Intention is huge. So... That's another podcast topic, intention. All right. Yes, thank you. That was very good to ask. Okay. I'm glad you thought so. Thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging with us. Winter (laughs) solstice is coming up. The darkest day of the year, the drawing back before the launching forward, Mm -hmm. time Mm -hmm. of darkness and light, Mm -hmm. of, of icy time, but the fire is coming. So... If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with other people. Rate and review. Uh, you can find us on Instagram. We also have accounts on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. We have a website, cnntoast.com. And as always, we're going to end this show by encouraging you to live your love story. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation, and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.